Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, when push comes to shove, we got Bad Day and Have You Seen My Love? Because we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. God, you would think that I haven't done this a dozen times for how unsure I still am on my footing in the opening. He keeps grinning at me the whole time. It's (laughs) the most uncanny grin. The way he crawls, the way he shakes, I'm sure it's my co-host, Evan. In the corner by my bed. Very busy spinning thread. Eight legs and a little head. Really? It's my co-host, Haker. <laughs> I love that you put on your radio announcer voice to do that. You never do that. You always just speak in your, your Evan voice. I no, never get I to always, hear that. I always do radio announcer voice. Really? For I'm, that? When I'm introducing you. Yeah. Oh, I've never noticed it before. <sighs> well, then obviously like I'm not doing a very good job. Still, our relationship is still evolving. Yeah, I mean, we got to keep things fresh, right? <laughs> that's that's, true. that's how you do it. That's how marriage works. So, so if you right. could have any different voice, what, what voice would it be? If I could have a different voice? Yeah, because I've got like a radio announcer voice. It's not very good, obviously. Are you saying like if I could have a permanent voice or if I could add another voice to my my growing repertoire of pitch perfect impressions? Let's go both. (laughs) Both. Okay. Um, My permanent voice would be that of our friend Stephen Page. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, bravest thing. <laughs> that was last week. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if I don't know if I could add another, uh, this is a silly question. I would be able to do. You know what? What I accent think, would you yes, like to be able I, exactly. to do? Exactly. Maybe a month or a month and a half ago on this very cast, I tried to do a Scottish <laughs> accent, and it was the biggest failure I think that I've ever had on this podcast. So I'd I'd figure out how to do that Scottish accent. It's got the like the Glaswegian accent. I think is one of my favorites. Is Glaswegian a real word? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. Right. I've talked to a Scotsman from Glasgow and called it, and he called it a Glaswegian accent. So, really, I'm assuming. Are you sure he wasn't trying to punk you? Very likely. They're <laughs> the famous. Have you? Their their most famous alcohol in Scotland is Buckfast. Do you know okay, what that is? No. It's, it's uh, like... not much. What's Buckfast with you? Is that the right answer? <laughs> oh, sorry. All right, shut up. What is so, Buckfast? Uh, it's a caffeinated alcohol basically really yeah highly caffeinated alcohol so it's it's like a it's a mix between like a a malt liquor and then like an energy drink slash coffee okay and it is responsible for like i think it's like it's an absurd amount of the brawls and fights in (laughs) scotland like it's like cited on police reports it's kind of a kind of like a, a joke in scotland itself really yeah is it like the classic is it a scottish drink from it's been around for your? a long time yeah okay so it took us a long time to come up with four loco in the united states <laughs> yes. but they had their shit on lockdown from the 1600s or whatever. i don't think it was the 16 i think it's relatively okay. recent specificity is the soul of oh, narrative <laughs> i was just trying to tell you a story here ev <laughs> jesus right, you gotta so... ruin my fun every time we always do that that's our thing we do that's the fun of this podcast yeah. is that we are constantly that we are aren't we are not professional improv, and we are not good at it. Right, and we don't like it. Sure, and we don't so like we just each step, other, and we can't. You've you've constantly uh, brought up your inability to commit to a bit that isn't true. <laughs> That's so you just false. want to step out of there. Uh, sorry, you're right. That's true. I couldn't commit to me saying it was. Yeah, false. that's right. Don't All right, what are your me. voices? What are my voices? Okay, I would exchange my voice for. Of course, the Right Honorable Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ginsburg. Oh, RBG herself. Man, I love that. Can and you then, give me your best RBG impression? Uh, please vote Democrat. 
Okay, please, very good. Please vote Democrat. Love it. It's like hey. a that was almost like a Teddy Roosevelt. A bully. <laughs> kind of vote Democrat. It's a very pitched up most party. Pitched up slower. Uh, TR. Here's what we're gonna do today. I think I'd like. I think I'd like to do. I the accent I'd like is like the 1920s, like the really fast. Like, well, here's what we're oh, gonna do. We're gonna go inside, yeah. we're gonna go inside and we're gonna good. beat them all up. And then we're going to take the children, and we're going to find them, hide the children. And when they have to go to find the children, we're going to go charge them $20. Then I'm going to trade a red paperclip for my own house. Ha, ha, ha. Not, actually, right. I can kind of already do that. So accents are hard because I'd like to be able to do a lot of accents, but then doing any accent that isn't, like, white is kind of <laughs> racist. racist. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'd like to do a really good Mexican accent. Yeah, like, yeah. Nah, right. Oh, so is my – can you do a Scottish accent? I, I tried that one that one time. But I, can I mean, do, like, can The only you... Scottish accent I have is, like, from Limmy's show. <laughs> A, a pound of feathers? <laughs> but it's made of iron. I don't get it. Pa- I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah, so that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I feel that. That's uh. But I've just... I've been trying to fucking lob this at you uh-huh. this whole time because of the guest we've got today. Uh-huh. Famous for... <laughs> Oh, famous! <laughs> I for... see. Boy, I'm trying to give you such a good segue, and, and you just try to you keep trying to pivot away. Usually, I very good. Well, you know, you've heard his voice, Evan, <laughs> you specifically in dozens of shows and games. He's the man behind Mob and Mob Cycle 100. He is uh, Mikazuki August in Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron Blooded Orphans, and in Near Automata. He's nine S <gasps> or nines if you're feeling nasty. He's <laughs> Kyle McCarley. Hi, Kyle. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm doing great <laughs> that's awesome uh kyle it's a delight to have you on the show um well it's a right. delight to be here <laughs> quickly what would your do you obviously you like your normal voice you are a professional voice actor yes. but if uh, you could switch your voice nothing brings me voice. more joy than listening to the sound of myself talking <laughs> wait do you hate it are you like no, every other no. normal person <laughs> no no oh, okay. no i'm just I, i'm narcissistic and terrible uh, <laughs> that doesn't presuppose I'm narcissistic, but I hate editing this podcast. My own voice is a personal hell to me. So I was glad to hear that you're into your work. That's good. So what voice would you have? What voice would I have if I could have if I could have any voice? Switch it yes. out. If I could just switch it for for anybody. <laughs> Jim tough. Cummings. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, that's a great, absolutely. Winnie the Pooh, Darkwing Duck, you got yeah. it on. That's that's excellent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, he's still working, isn't he? Jim oh, Cummings yeah. is he's, amazing. He's incredible. He's that's awesome. he's he's my idol in life. Have you have you met Jim Cummings? I have not. Oh really? That's I I tend to think of the voice acting circles, especially like video games and and cartoons, as as kind of a big crossover. But I suppose you guys don't even work together for uh, the most part. No, and in, in fact, uh, most. Most of the stuff. Well, I mean, it, Jim Cummings is working on bi- bigger stuff than I am most of the time. <laughs> right. But uh, but uh, but most most of the stuff that I work on is uh, it, it's all recorded one actor at a time. So I I don't see my castmates unless it's right. like passing on our way in and out of the studio or something. <laughs> right. Or, or yeah. I mean, really, the best chance that we have to socialize with each other is at conventions where we're meeting fans were we're talking to each other finally sure yeah that totally makes sense oh that's weird so so there's some games or whatever that you've probably never met your your the other main characters i've still or... i've still never met dc douglas who voices oh, wow. pod zero four uh four two yeah, yeah. oh yeah. my gosh well, that that makes perfect sense but also it, it... I, you, I feel like you you should have like a like a rap party or something when you don't want the game where you get to meet everybody <laughs> because of the huge budget that most anime <laughs> yeah, have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, uh, actually, some anime do, do do have rap parties. Oh, awesome. <laughs>
but uh, not all of them by a long stretch. In fact, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been to one in a long while. <laughs> what was the last, I'm curious, what was the last rap party you went to? What was the last rap party I went to? It might have been Gundam. Okay, yeah, that checks out. Gundam's probably got a budget. <laughs> well, when we finish this podcast in four and a half years, sure. we are going to have a, a b <laughs> It's all been done rap party, and we're going to invite every guest that's ever been on this show. You have to supply your own airfare, <laughs> yeah, your yeah. own hotel. Yeah. You have to come to the Midwest. But man, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, you're going to meet all the luminaries. <laughs> yeah, all right. Meet Professor Shy Guy, who you actually... Professor Shy Guy? I, 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 I do know him. Yeah. Yes. He meet. said... Matt well, Besser's going to be oh there. Oh, boy. If Justin McElroy's sure. going to be there for sure. Um, yeah, he... Uh, I should say that uh, that uh, Professor Shy Guy, after I dropped the bomb, he, I asked if he would be on the podcast. He said, sure. And then he said, what is it about? And I said, very good ladies. And he said, oh, no. He said, oh, you have to get my, my friend Kyle on there. He absolutely loves them. Um, so I'm... I'm so glad that he hooked us up. So tell me about your your history, your passion for Brannigan Ladies. When did you first like discover them or get into them or what was the deal? Um I think I, I first got into them when I was when I was in high school. Uh, a friend of mine like left Maroon and all their greatest hits in my car. Right. So I just listened to those two CDs like repeatedly. Yeah, uh, for a while when I was in when I was in high school, and then I think I then I think I ripped them and like did mix CDs and stuff with with other stuff, uh, and and then when I at some point I think it was like right after college, I don't know why, but I got into this big bare naked ladies kick where I just I I downloaded everything bare naked ladies and listened to it all like just the whole library on shuffle. For a year, oh my god! Just listening to nothing but bare naked ladies whenever <laughs> I was listening to music. Christ, man! And I, I I had a friend get in the car with me, and I was listening to to some bare naked ladies. He's like, "This is this is too much, man." Like, <laughs> yeah, they're good, but I need to change it up a little bit. Please, can we listen to something else? <laughs> I, I truly, I, I can't tell if you are being hyperbolic or was it literally you all just like, you? It was literally all, the only music I listened to for about Holy a year. Holy shit. Yeah. That's, and how mentally and psychologically do you think it changed you? Are you now a serial murderer? Are you? What happened to you? I don't know. I, I just, I mean, it wasn't like I was, I had it playing 24 hours a right, day, right. seven days a week. It's just I'm when I felt really? like listening to music, I felt like listening to BNL. <laughs> That's incredible. All right. You, you wanted to live with it every day. Oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, see what you did? You got your laugh. I, Are you happy now? I, I see what get you me did. Your chuckles. <laughs> um, did you have a, did you have like a favorite album? You said you shuffled them all. I yeah, I shuffled the whole album. Like there there are songs that I'm like, what album is that on? Cuz I just listened to the whole library like right. m- mixed. Were there um, any that you would like skip? Were there any BNL tracks that you weren't into? Uh yeah, I most of Snack Time I skip past. To no! be completely honest. The look on I think that's Evan's favorite album. That's Aww. amazing. Well, I've got a I've got a toddler at home, so Snack Time is my go-to album. Well, that's right? fair. That's yeah. fair. And I feel like there there are some others. Uh in fact, I, the the song that we're going to be talking about today <laughs> is one of those others that I usually skipped. 
I totally understand that. I, I, I mean, we'll talk about what uh, what exactly you liked or didn't like about it, but I could see that being a skippable song. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, well, the song that we're going to cover today is kind of a, it's a Jim Cregan song. Were you less into the, the, the tertiary parts of BNL and more into the Ed and Steve tracks? Oh, I, I don't know. I liked some of, yeah. uh, some of Kevin's stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm not I, I'm not a big fan of of Jim Cregan's stuff. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just it's just a different flavor than than what I what I love BNL for. I think. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And we're I mean we're we're going through chronologically because we are also trying to make ourselves serial murderers. Uh, <laughs> and so we uh we yeah. we've only hit one Jim Cregan song so far. I love I you. I like soup. <laughs> and uh, I think it's been a. I think it's been a, a 0 for 1 so far. Would you agree, Evan? Yeah. I love you. We weren't super hot Yeah, I mean, it's, I love you. It I was love you. Uh, Sorry, um, yes. <laughs> his songs were very, I don't know. There was like a, a, a lack of depth to them that I found refreshing, but also irritating. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. <laughs> no no couched metaphors. No, just yeah. like straight I like up. Soup. Like, yeah, I like ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very, <laughs> they're almost... I mean, don't get me wrong. I could not write or play a song as well as Jim Cregan. Oh, could. Of course not. Yeah. So, so I'm we talking. Are... I am oh, no. punching. No, I'm I am not. punching I'm... as far up as I can. <laughs> so he, uh, he, yeah, they're. I know they're better than anything I could do, but at the same time, I don't like them for sure. I think yeah. actually, for sure, Z- Xander, our guest, sort of turned us around on that one that time. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that was rough. Are you are you a musician, Kyle? At all? Do you play I, any instruments? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> I. <laughs> I, you said I, that with such shame in your voice. I, well, I taught myself how to play harmonica halfway a little bit when okay. I was in high school. I, I might be able to remember how to play like a melody or two. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I can plunk out a little bit on a piano, but it, it takes effort. It's right. not, yeah, it's oh. not, yeah. I'm yeah, not, it's... my sight reading skills are abysmal. <laughs> that totally makes sense. That's true. Yeah, given given an infinite amount of time, I'm sure I could plink out not at all the the melody, but, but like you know, I could do one handed, one fingered. Like right. I can play yeah. the Donkey Kong theme. <laughs> Good on me. <laughs> he does it every time it comes over my house. I do it so do 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 do. It's easy. It's fun. It's the, my go to piano song. <laughs> I was teaching a little girl to play piano yesterday at my son's birthday party, and. She was just plunking away. I'm like, just play black keys. Just play on the black keys because it's a pentatonic scale. It'll always be in tune with each other. They're all so you can just play on the. It sounds either Irish or Chinese, but yeah, you really, always, you can always yeah. play on the black keys. And if you just yeah, if you time. just plunk something around on the on the black keys, yeah, it'll mm-hmm. it'll Whoa. still sound like music. Yep. Holy it's, shit! It's a old music school trick. Did we just drop a? actual legitimate musical tip into our terrible yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong i am not a musician okay, but uh, right. play the black keys it'll sound weird but it'll it won't be out of tune yeah it'll never yeah. be disharmonic sure when you're when you're in akron as i always say play the black keys be akron sorry um yeah okay so so you you kind of picked up with maroon uh has maroon stayed maroon is my favorite bennick and ladies album uh is it has it become like a classic for you is that would you that's you say that's your favorite or um i don't know what, what my favorite album is it might it might right. be maroon yeah it might it might be stunt yeah um stunt is I, kind of an insta classic yeah i don't but i don't know uh uh my favorite, my favorite track is actually. Uh, did I hear you guys were talking about it last week? Break your heart. 
Uh, Break Your Heart was our song that we covered last yep. week. Yeah, <laughs> that's that is my absolute hands down favorite song. Oh man! Well, I'm sorry that Sager didn't give it <laughs> to you. To... Fucking switch some things. That's up, all right. I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, damn. Oh well. Uh, well, that's okay because I I actually kind of like when people are on songs that they're not super into because it's like you're gonna really Sager dig hates in. the bare naked ladies and he wants <laughs> I he do wants not hate the I love the bare naked ladies. <laughs> you are much harder on them than I am. I am harder on them than you are because I love them. I want to see them succeed. I'm a dad who just wants to push his little Tough boy love. as far as he can. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that in mind, speaking of tough love, let's get to this week's song. So uh, the song this week is Spider in My Room. If you've never heard it before, here is a very quick sample. All right, so Spider in My Room. Uh, Kyle, obviously not the first time you've heard this song, but I always like to ask the guest first, maybe since this was a, a very imminently skippable one for you, it might be the first time you've heard it in a long time. So what did you feel hearing it again this time through? I, I, I it's, it's, it feels like it's, it's trying to evoke that, that tribal, uh, or, or like, I don't know, like almost like a Native American feel to it. Yeah, definitely. That was confusing, right? Were you confused by it? It is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Evan, did you have a take on this Native American sort of tribal? I feel like this song was sort of i mean it's like funky and nonsensical right i i don't think so i, don't I mean uh, like the like the, the the musical stylings is what i mean sure so like a funky beat and then for some fucking reason i feel like what happened is they were like jim was just noodled around on the bass and they just kind of like jammed in there and he's like yeah and then he came up with some lyrics on his fucking like out of his fucking ass like there's a spider in my room sure yeah, yeah, I gotta kill that spider because yeah. he's. I mean, Jim's like oh, it's a, a jam Jim, session. A Jim's jam a, session. Jim's in a yeah, valve. And then they were like on tour, and I like because the, the Stony Creek Singers are you know they're a Canadian powwow right. um, group, and so I bet they like met them on tour or something, or they did like a they did like a, a shared show or something like that, or they're one of them is like friends with one of them, and they're like, hey, you guys should totally come and do something for this, and they're like, yeah, fuck, <laughs> sure, we'll do it, and then they and that's how, that, uh, that's my headcanon for how this came together just is sort of like it's just like one everyone... of those like you see somebody you haven't seen in a long time you're like we should hang out here's my number and you don't expect them to call you and yeah. then the stony creek singers are just like texting the very naked ladies yeah. every day like hey we're gonna get into that studio we're gonna be on a track we're gonna... i mean i really liked that i liked the the stony creek singers in the song but they don't belong there this isn't a song that like evokes yeah. anything anything right. about powwows anything about like yeah great plains yeah. canadian like Native American First Nation culture. There's nothing about that in this. And the only thing I could think of was like, like the spider, killing a spider, bringing rain is sort of like an old wives tale, but it's like a European wives tale. It's, it's a not, Canadian. I know it's Canadian, but it came over from like uh, Norway yeah. and Poland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you kill a spider, it's going to, it's going to rain for days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had to do a little research on that. Yeah, it's originally a myth from Finland, Sweden, Poland sort of area. Yeah, like I just said. Yeah, you're nice exactly right. <laughs> Great, you fucking sniped me. Good job, ass. Um, I but didn't yeah. snipe you. I said it. So like, but I tried to like, I kept trying to search like, 
why why tribal like so yeah because it's mythological so it's sort of like a ancient sort but like eventually my google searches ended up being like spider room bare naked why <laughs> like, <just> like <laughs> why are you doing this to me yeah like I, like I said I think it's just I think it's just it just came together that way and I don't think this isn't like a box set right I didn't feel like I didn't feel offended by this song but because I mean, they're, they you are, feel offended if they use a Latin rhythm, but if they're using Native American singers for no reason, you're I, not offended. Well, they are literal Native American singers who have come That's in true. and done it. Like <laughs> you're first right. Na- they're first because na- they're Canadian, so they're first nation. First singers. nation, my apologies. So yeah, they uh, so they came in, they agreed to do it, they right. did it. You know, I mean, they're a famous powwow like okay. group, so you know, if they want to do it, I'm not going to say no. I mean, it's a, they, it's the best thing about the song, in my opinion. Ye- I just I'm gonna be honest. I listened to this song like eight times, and I just listened to like I just went on like the Stony Creek Facebook page and listened, <laughs> listened to all to their, their power stuff. powwow songs. <laughs> uh, are they still around? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if it's the same people because it goes right. in and out. But oh sure, yeah. yeah. And this yeah, was they're, 20 they're years around. ago. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, yeah. I. But Kyle. Yeah. My. My. My first impressions were oh, the sorry, same as Stony yours. Park. I kept saying Stony Creek. I don't know. What why. is it? Stony. They're, they're Stony Park. Power singers. Stony yeah, Park. Okay. That's my cool. mistake. Um. Yeah. Like I, I. I. immediately heard it and I was confused. But. But I was kind of on board. Were you on board with it? Were you like? I don't know. I feel like I was more on board with it than I ever have been before. Like okay. going <laughs> going into it with the open mind of all right. I got to figure out how I'm like what my opinion is of this right. song instead of just like yeah I don't want to listen to this. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I think I was more on board with the song than I ever have been in the past. Right. Yeah, I I think I'm with you there. Yeah. I just I felt like a lot of this song, especially instrumentally, was as we've said on this podcast many times before, gilding the lily. <laughs> like they had an idea uh-huh. and then like th- they just kept fucking adding shit. Like uh-huh. let's do some tribal uh, uh, first Amer- or first nation singers. Let's do some that like bottle clink in the first part. Like, yeah, that's a, that actually made sense. That's like a spider walking. Yeah. What? Like, yeah, that, it that, sounds that like actually, it's like a sp- it's like the the noise that you hear in a cartoon when a spider trickles right. down in its web or something. Exactly, dum dum. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna play this game of Evan and the guests team up on Sinker. Well, Evan's don't, favorite game. Just don't say stuff that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll stop. Only correct opinions from here on out. Um, yeah, I I. I like the guitar sound on the opening, but then I thought the bottles were weird. I can understand. But then they do it again in the second verse. The bottles come back. And the uh, the second verse is when it like slows like boom do like it's it becomes like a jazzy song and they incorporate the bottle hitting and it made me laugh out loud when I was listening to it because it's like they've combined all their worst impulses into one 10 second burst in this song. Like <laughs> Let's do some slow, like, jazz music and hitting bottles and First Nation singers and, like, what is happening? Well, we've talked about this before. The album format allows for experimentation. I feel like this is a definition of an experimental <laughs> song. Like, this is... Oh, this yeah. is little tiny song this is like this album's little tiny song yeah this is very much little tiny oh this is this album's little tiny song isn't it yeah shit i hadn't thought about that 
That's a good point. <laughs> so I mean, like, I'm not going to get down. I mean, they had to know this wasn't going to be a hit. Yeah. But like, oh it, yeah, it's <laughs> that, not. It's not this. Terrible this was song. one that they did just because they thought it would be fun to do. Like, right. <laughs> do you think period. this was them like maybe patting Jim on the head and say he's like, I want to do a song. I All right, Jim, you can do a song. <laughs> we'll put it on the album. We'll bury it deep, track whatever nine or ten. Like I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily think this is a bad song. Like it sounds good. For okay. All, like I feel like everything comes together musically. You know, this like grab bag. I, of I would weird agree. Music. Mus- musically, it's it's an engaging song to listen to. I think it's it's lyrically it's it's lacking. Wow, I'm gonna be the hot Personally. take on this song. I think that's that's a rarity for me. Usually, I'm I don't know, but okay, yeah. I was not into. I felt like it never came together for me. It never gelled. We never we never hit that point where I was like, I'm cool with this song now. Um, though I did think there were parts of it that were good. I don't think it's all bad. I like the rain noises at the end. I thought that was cute. (laughs) (laughs) I liked, I don't know. I just, I thought it was rough. I thought it was weird. Um, well, yeah, let's, let's go into the, if we jump, if we jumped into the lyrics, I would be right there with you. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so let okay. First up, we start. Jim, was this necessary? We start in media res, like then the voice upon my head. Like Jim, you're not like an epic storyteller here. I thought that was a real strange, like ah, uh, chapter two. Then the voice above my head said, "That's fine." <laughs> And then the line that follows that said, if that spider were made dead, it's a weird passive voice that only serves to supplement the most boring rhyme possible, head and dead. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I thought, uh, okay. And then and then we move on to said, I'd better grow some fins because it would make it easier to swim. So now the voice is his voice. Like, I'd better, gr- like, I just thought it was a jumble, a mismatch of bullshit. Uh, I, th- I don't know thoughts about that from either of you. I'm curious. Uh, well, I think it. I think it's it's it goes further to support the claim that Evan's making that this was like just a jam session where <laughs> he was totally making this up on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. This feels like first draft, last draft with lyrics, yeah. right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It totally like does. A jam session slash poetry slam was like yeah, what, this, yeah. what this song came out of. I think <laughs> they, all, they were all this snapping is, at the end yeah, of the song. Yeah, this is this is this is Jim Cregan freestyling. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I mean, it's clear this has this song has a lot of personal meaning for him because I think he's an, he's arachnophobic. I feel like really. Yeah, I remember reading, you, I read huh. an interview with him on a GeoCities website. <laughs> you love your GeoCities. Hey, that's <laughs> the best way to find interviews with the B, with BNL. From I guess. this era, you're yes. right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's he's arachnophobic, and the, the song was a about us it's referring to a spider that was in like the corner of the sandbox when he was a little kid really and he was scared of it yeah and then also his brother not his brother john not andy i think they have another brother john okay i think would uh um go on spider hunts with a vacuum cleaner around oh. the house and they would suck on oh, the, the hoover cleaners. yeah the hoover the hoover yeah. the famous hoover so I the feel famous like this has... hoover from from verse two <laughs> yeah i feel like this song you know specificity is the soul of narrative as we said but again 
specificity runs the risk of not landing with an audience and i yeah. feel like this song is so specific to jim's experience yeah that it is a miss for it's going to be a miss for literally 99 percent of every other person yeah now i'm wondering if this was like this this is like his opus he worked really hard <laughs> on this song and we're tearing it apart <laughs> oh, I, I mean yeah. i'm sure he did I'm, there's no chance that he I was mean, just like shitting it out and was like done i'm done with this but, I mean, <laughs> but seriously like even even as much as we like crap on this song like the fucking baseline rocks as oh, always yeah. like Jim oh, yeah. is a consummate bassist like even in this he's like i'm the best there ever was baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like it like lifts the song up yeah yeah i i love i love that i love the guitar at the beginning like i feel like inst- yeah instrumentally there's a lot of good going on here uh, but there's also some rough yeah some some rough instrumental points too where yeah it just doesn't gel the, yeah the lyrics are just un un <laughs> they're untenable un- untenable is a good word for i am that. with you yeah did you did you the part where he's just screaming like spider <laughs> at the end yeah <laughs> If Jim hadn't sung this song, if this were like a Steve song, picturing like what he could do with that word, like just fucking going crazy on it, that would have been like real cool. And I don't begrudge that Jim probably wants some representation both lyrically and, (laughs) and, you know, singing, but it's like, I don't know, should he step back and leave it to the big boys? Okay. So let me, let me posit a, something, a question for you, please. Uh, so, uh, I like soup. I love (laughs) you. Right. Jim singing instead of Steve page. Is it? How does that song? How's that song land for you now? Well, I mean, Jim sings the uh, the middle part. That you're right. giving me. A, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. But imagine he's doing the whole song now. I like. Su- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's worse. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be mean to him. You're right. I am harder. You're already. Than you you're are. already being. Mean. You came out of the gate like this song <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Only an idiot would write this. That's not what I said. <laughs> that was. I'm. I'm summarizing. But yeah. You may be paraphrasing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess. I, I'm not big on this one. I think this is easily my least favorite from the album so far. But it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, and I, I fucking love, like, the Stony Park singers. I just, I've said it before, but it's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but... It, I love that whole, like... I mean, I don't want to say, like, Native American music, because that's reductive. But yeah. I want to say, like, the, the Great Plains powwow scene sort of thing. Like, up through the Great Plains and into Canada. I'm trying to think of a good, like... This is like a Neil Breen movie, right? <laughs> like, it's not good. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Right. He's doing some real weird stuff. And I'd, I'd like to watch it once. <laughs> I don't know if I'd like to watch it. It's a Tommy Wiseau. It's yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you probably watched The Room like eight times. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have watched The Room more times than I could count. I don't know. Yeah. there's. I, I guess there's no easy parallel. I don't think it's the train wreck that the room is. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> there's there's competency behind there's, it. And not yeah, just there's yeah, there's <laughs> there's some right. good things about this. Yeah, yeah. That aren't just laughably awful. <laughs> uh, you know what I feel what would have improved this song a little bit is some semblance of a chorus. So like I feel like we we kind of bookend the there's a spider in my room we open and close with, right? Um but there's no there's nothing to like okay. If you're going to make a song 
where there's so much going on and it's so weird and complicated and interesting, have something for the listener to like hold like a life raft that he talks about in that last paragraph. Like we are caught up in the flood that he created when he killed okay. this spider. And we are just like going over the falls here. So you're, you should, it should be more complex lyrically or you're saying you want I a think chorus. There needs to be a chorus. There needs okay. to be something to hold on to something okay. that the, the listener can be like, okay, I'm back on solid ground for a second before I take this dive with Jim back into the wilderness of whatever the fuck something, we're doing. Something more than just the, the, Eight, the eight eyes, eight legs and a little head or whatever. whatever exactly. That. Yeah, the in the corner of my bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the corner beside my bed. A very busy spinning thread. Eight legs and a little head. Um, yeah, because I feel like that's interesting, but it only happens twice. I don't even know if it's really a chorus. No, right? it's not. It's, it's like, it's like... Th- two phrases or something <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly um so yeah i don't i don't know i feel like that would have made this a little more i don't know it would have been a little more helpful for me as a listener to to have something to to glom onto. i don't know is there anything Maybe. that yeah is there is there any is there anything that could have been added or subtracted for you guys that would have improved it for you in any way or horn section <laughs> you always fucking advocate horn for a horn section, section. every or goddamn a full time. orchestra okay cool <laughs> great i uh, i would have liked something that was lyrically more interesting i think oh. just just something that that uh maybe make a metaphor out of the whole spider in your room thing or something or i, I don't know just set, somehow Somehow justified the the tribal element in the music. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I get you because it's very literal, right? Yeah. We have a story. He kills the spider, a flood comes, extinction level event. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he's in a lifeboat at the end. So, yeah, I mean, my I, I also thought the same thing, but then I'm wondering because it's so, I want to say complex musically. There's so much going on. Yeah. Like, would adding more complexity to the lyrics be make wow. it even worse? Or like I, but I see the Maybe. point. Yeah, yeah, I see the point. Like if, if we're like having to follow not only these complex melodies and like funk and like <laughs> powwow singing and like bottles yeah. and all these extra yeah. instruments. This, and this, this like, weird fusion between jazz and Yeah. <laughs> and then he's and then he's also throwing in like deep references to like <laughs> Canadian folk culture. <laughs> right. Like if he's going deeper into this, like and the Spider- Wendigo was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be kind. Of, uh, yeah, but I could see it both ways. I no, could see because yeah. Bernie ladies are kind of like you know. There's there's always some couched metaphor. There's always something deeper going on in these songs. But yeah, this one is just kind of like let me tell you a story, which kind of. I mean, we have this oral story tradition of First Nation people, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something there. We have this myth. We have this narrative. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, the, yeah, it's but, it's a it's a thin thread, I think. Yeah, yeah to tie right. that together, like a spider's thread. Right. <laughs> um. Though, at some points, though, I see what you're saying, Kyle. But then I also like, um, the line "a whisper drizzled down from the ice in its eyes." I was yeah. like, that's a line that feels deep. And then you look at it for more than two seconds, and you realize, and it's not. At yeah, all. this is just yeah. dumb. <laughs> like, what the, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? <laughs> Picking on your own damn size, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's kind of like I don't know. Uh, if if he had somebody editing this, they'd be like, nope, second draft, please. <laughs> not sure how. I was whisper. looking up like the uh, um, antecedents of the spider killing spider making rain yeah. thing, and like the first thing that came up was like Google answers. Okay, Cora, like and it's like, oh, Quora, does yeah. killing a spider make it rain? And like, no, <laughs> it doesn't. 
like, no, you dumb shit. Yeah, it's like, and, and his answer thing was, I've killed a spiders tons of times. It doesn't affect the weather at all. Like that was the that was the top voted answer on Quora. People were being so literal, <laughs> Jesus. Ah, oh, very strange. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know. I there's another. What? Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Kyle I, I was going to say one one thing that I really do appreciate about this song is that it is like it is the epitome of bare naked ladies' willingness to just do anything. You mm, know, for sure, for How, sure. Like, their, their music is kind of all over the place, from one song to the next. Like, there's that. Sure, they have a sound that you can pick out as mm-hmm. theirs, right? Uh, overall, but from one song to the next, they they explore more than most mu- musicians do. That's no, true. I, I agree. Like. I agree 100 with Kyle. It's like I mean, it's a fucking album. Take a chance, right? Yeah, and they take right. they're taking a chance here. It didn't land, yes. but you know, at least they, they did it, right? Sure. You know, sure, this sure. is a this is an experimental song. Well, and I feel like with, yeah. with it's such a hard time they had with maybe you should drive, where every song kind of sounded pretty straightforward. Here mm-hmm. they're kind of returning to Gordon and doing weird, experimental, multi-genre, varied, mm-hmm. bizarre stuff, right? Yeah, and they were mm-hmm. just like, hey, why don't we mix funk? <laughs> With powwow, uh-huh. <laughs> sound effects—is that what the genre is called? Powwow. I, I mean, they're they're powwow singers. I don't want to. I know there's like lots of different subgenres oh, within okay. like Great Plains music. I don't want right. to be like. I know that that this kind of music is sung at a powwow, okay, okay, so that's it. why I'm calling it powwow. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I I don't feel like that's bad. But again, I I feel like it's yeah. It just didn't land. You're right. Um, at least for me, you guys may have. Yeah, and it might have been. It we'll might see have, when we get to rating it. They might have created an entire new sub-genre, subgenre of music. They were kind of ahead of the curve because nowadays you can find like go a funk trans dubstep. Like I mean, mashups are the thing, right? Uh-huh. So this is this was the first known mashup. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but like, I do feel like it's a little bit ahead of the curve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, the first is they're always pushing, they're pushing the envelope, which yeah. you know I applaud them for yeah yeah you know? that's 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 true i i like that i like that a lot um jim is being far more adventurous musically than his bandmates at this moment yeah so far we've gotten a lot of pretty standard straightforward stuff on this album you're I right mean, don't so get me wrong is... i like the song it's me too i mean you can stay in your safe your comfort zone and yeah. you can crank out another hit yeah or you can do something like this and yeah. you know risk it yeah that's true and they do that that's what albums that's what album that's, that's why what albums, albums are so great for. yeah yeah that's yeah. true um, there's another song. When I tried to search for this song on YouTube, I don't know if you guys had this trouble, but, uh, some rapper made a song called Spider in My Room and I'm Trying to Fuck, fuck It. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kept showing yeah, up. I did have that problem. <laughs> for me, I don't know if I'd qualify it as a problem. I really enjoyed Spider in My Room, I'm Trying to Fuck It. <laughs> it was... I, I didn't listen to it yet. <laughs> oh, I, you... I wasn't sure if I wanted to. <laughs> You gotta get on that. It is exactly as the tin says, but it's uh, it's a delight. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm gonna put a clip from that in right here. Spider in my room is fucking spooky. Spider in my room, the booty juicy. Yeah, it is. Spider in my room, I'm trying to fuck it. Spider in my room, I'm trying to suck it. Yeah, okay. Spider in my room, man, it's hella thick. Yeah, spider. There we go. Great. Uh, a tune that the Bare Naked Ladies should cover uh, during their next round of tours, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> worth it. Um, so before we get to rating this song, uh, do either of you have any... I, I think I'm, I, my well is dried up insofar as comments I had on this. What? Any final thoughts on this song? This song would make a great horror movie. 
Oh, give me your horror movie, Redev. Okay, so Kyle, for, for, for reference, every song on this album has a, uh, basically the title is perfect for a horror movie. Uh, so you have uh, Break Your Heart or uh, or some of the other ones. I'm trying to remember any of them. <laughs> We've done, when I Fall. <laughs> so what's your what's your Spider in My Room read? Oh, it's, I mean, it's a pretty easy thing. It's like, imagine the movie Arachnophobia, uh-huh. but with only one spider. So it's like a, <laughs> it's like a student film, okay. right? So it's like black and white guy waking up this is, he's an arachnophobe uh-huh. so he's waking up in his room and he sees a spider scuttle under his bed and uh-huh. it's one of those like is he imagining this thing he keeps it's like that one of those like cat came back stories where he keeps thinking he's killed the spider but it keeps coming back so i'm imagining yeah. this could go you could either have like a bobcat goldthwaite situation like a tales from the crypt thing where it's like you're playing it for laughs where he like gets these more elaborate and insane ways to kill this spider over and over again mm-hmm. or you could do like this like really like artsy film where the spider's a metaphor for something sure. that's uh, going wrong in his life and you could you could drop little hints of it throughout the movie and then it slowly builds up until i mean uh, the spider's gonna kill him both ways okay like he's gonna get killed <laughs> by that spidey uh-huh so yeah i mean that's that's how i see this movie like okay. it's just a spider in my room but i mean so it, it makes more sense as a vampire story as always but <laughs> how so what vampires how how is this a vampire song <laughs> jesus christ Vampires, spiders, both of them drain bodily fluids. That's not what spiders... Oh, yeah, they do. They suck them from the flies that they wrap up. <laughs> dumb, I'm a dumb, dumb. All right, go ahead. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean obviously, we're not going to constrain ourselves to Western canon here, so we can reach into, like, Japanese folklore, like the Jodo Gumo. We could, like, have the uh, the spider woman here. Okay. Nancy, she, Nancy Drew? No. Nope. Jodo Gumo. What is spider woman's name in Marvel? I fucked up. All right, go ahead. Jessica Drew. Jesus. Nancy Drew's the fucking Hardy Boys shit. <laughs> Oh no, what is wrong with this podcast? You've gone off the rails. You just went off the rails. I'm talking about spider women. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, so they're they're a Japanese type of, uh, they're not really vampires per se, but they do drain fluids and whatnot. Uh-huh. And they hide like in waterfalls and forests and stuff. And they, they have, they like ensnare people with their threads and mm. drag them in. And, and the, the, the stories always sort of follow a similar thing where like they, someone gets lured into the web, but they substitute something for themselves. Like a, um, so she throws out the web and it grabs like a, um, a tree stump or something and like rips it out and pulls it in. He's like, whoo. Oh, I almost dodged that one. So yeah, it's a, it's a good, uh, that's, that's my spider thing. So this is a sort of a song about a relationship, uh-huh. right? Because he's a, she's a spider woman. I'm tentatively so following. <laughs> oh, that was it. <laughs> no, no, no. And uh, the spider, spider, Jordan are often associated with water. Uh-huh. Like there are waterfalls and things like that, like geographic features like that. Um, so like the, what's it? Gazu Hyaki Yagyu, the illustrated night parade of a thousand demons has them, in uh like the, their picture of the spider is this woman sort of by a waterfall and she's got like these flaming spiders coming off of her okay uh on a web so but it's a the so yeah i'm thinking of that maybe that's tsuchigumo like the earth spiders too we could go with that but what anyway uh what fuck? i'm talking about <laughs> okay <laughs> i wrote a story about <laughs> spider women in oh, Japanese oh, oh. folklore. So I know I've, I did a lot of research on okay, them back in it. the day when I was writing the story. So I have an absurd amount of stupid, stupid facts spider in my knowledge. head. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm seeing this, uh, this spider woman, is, this song is a metaphor for his relationship and the rain is with this woman. Okay. Right. I guess. <laughs> Listen, I'm letting you have your time to say what you need to say. <laughs> Go ahead. You're an asshole. No, I'm not. I'm listening. <laughs> So it's a rela- it's a metaphor for a relationship with a woman, uh, maybe a murdered woman, right? Because he's trying to kill her. Okay. Okay. 
So, and the rain is the this uh, depression and horror that's like swamping his life after this murder. So, like a Telltale okay. Heart scenario. So he's murdered. He's he's murdered this vampire. Okay. Okay. Maybe in defense of his own life. He was maybe not. Or maybe she's come. <gasps> that's what it was. Okay. What the fuck I got this now. is happening? <laughs> he's murdered this woman. Uh huh. But she wasn't a woman. She was one of these Jorogumo the whole time. Okay. So she's a spider woman, so he's killed her. But she keeps coming back. The spider keeps coming back in his room, so he's trying to get rid of this spider vampire who is going to kill him. And that represents her, this little spider. Yeah. Okay, got it. The spider is always her. Got it. Okay. And the sort of tell the sort of the, the rising water is a metaphor for his like horror, his guilt? rising his rising horror and guilt, okay. like a telltale heart scenario. Okay, got it. We're good. You nailed it. You're Excellent. welcome. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> good. Kyle, do you have any final thoughts about this song before we move into rating it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Much more succinct. I love to hear it. Uh, cool. Yeah, I think, Jesus, you did a lot. Evan, I, I'm amazed at the amount of research that you did for the horror movie read for this one. We You're... didn't even get into most of the stuff I've written down. Really? So that's fine. There's more? Wow. Yeah, I, I went back and read, like, the parts of the, um... What the fuck is it? Kifunaru Tokimo Shian Arubeki Koto, like the things that it's like a monster manual, it's like a Japanese monster manual okay. from like the 1770s. Uh, okay. And it's like things that should be considered even in urgent times is like what like things you should really worry about even when shit is already go- <laughs> popping off. Like, and one of them is like, oh yeah, spider spider, spider women, women could always <laughs> they're gonna kill get you. you. <laughs> yeah. So, like, well, the Japanese always prudently worried about everything <laughs> a culture that is uh they're known for their they're known death. for their anxiety they are known for their anxiety it's true uh okay cool so let's go ahead and rate this song okay uh as always we rate this song on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed the more naked this song is the better we like it the more clothes it has on the worse it is uh, as always evan we're gonna start with you to give our guests a chance to think about their rating so mm-hmm. ev what was this song to you? This song is like a very attractive man. Uh-huh. Going out on Halloween in a spider suit. Okay. Like that covers most of his body. You can kind of see, like you can see his eyes, but they're like, he's got like uh, like coal or like a, like black coal, coal around them so that you can't, you can see his eyes, but they're like, they blend in with the suit. So all the skin is, is like blended into the suit. So you can't, so there's like some, some skin showing and whatnot. But when he like comes to your door, and he goes, he goes like uh, trick or treat. Like he has like the most like <laughs> Jesus. How old is this person? He's trick he or like treating. A, he's like a James Earl Jones. Okay, voice. good. Like, Love like it. Like a real good like deep <laughs> voice because the bass is fucking rocking uh-huh, here. Uh huh. And so like that's about it. Like the bass is good, and I really <laughs> like the uh, like I liked the Stony Park si- powwow singers. Yeah. That's all this song's got going for okay, it. Okay. Right? All right. I thought you were more down on it than than I than I assumed you were. Uh, all right. I think mine is probably at first I thought this song is in a Spider-Man's anti suit. So it's like <laughs> head to toe covered. You don't see any skin. Um, but the problem becomes that I don't feel like it's equal. It's not equally clothed or bare naked because I feel like there are parts of it that are a little bit naked, but most of it is even worse than just a thin piece of spandex. So instead it is Iron Spider when Tony Stark <laughs> made Spider-Man a mech suit, right? So it's still a spider, but it's even more bulky and clothed than it was before. There's extra legs on the back of it. However, 
Tony Stark has cut out each of the fingers and the toes from the suit so that he can still stick to walls accurately. <laughs> shoot his little webs. <laughs> he could shoot his little webs. His little webs. Is that? Did you just demean Spider-Man? Also, you could shoot your little webs. Yeah. He's okay. a really shitty superhero. He's not that great. You can go ass yourself. Ooh. Spider-Man is the best. He is not the best. Oh. He is very far from the best superhero. Uh, why don't you ask your little son who the best superhero is? He's going to tell you it's Spider-Man. Yeah, and my son is two years old and dumb. <laughs> Shit. He's as dumb as... Okay. <laughs> He's it's as, he's as dumb as he's ever gonna be in his life. I'm gonna ask him in 20 years who his favorite superhero is, but it's not Spider-Man. Oh, okay, I guess. And it doesn't dumb. matter if he's favorite. He's just not that. I mean, he can climb walls. Yeah. He's a little bit stronger than normal. He's got super webs. I'm not saying he's the strongest superhero. I'm saying he's the most. He's the best. He's the most interesting. Oh he's, well, I was the Giannis. That. I was he's just going a... on, a, on a power level here. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, fair he's enough. he's existing in like a same world that like Thor exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fucking, he's gonna get fucking creamed. The Hulk can punch through time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> versus Spider-Man. Tony had to make him a metal suit. Yes, to save him. Um. Okay. So so mostly clothed. But you can see the fingers and the toes of this song. Uh, Kyle, what is this song? Bare Naked, Fully Clothed, Somewhere in the Middle? I, uh, so I, I, I feel like uh, it, it, I, I, maybe, I may be taking the, the scale in a little bit wrong direction. That's okay. But, uh, I feel like this, is, this song is like a, a, a pudgy dude <laughs> um, wearing a t-shirt and socks and nothing else. <laughs> that, that is exactly what this scale is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah, he's he's full on Donald Duck in it. <laughs> I love that. And, okay. He's got a little sailor's hat. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and he's got a little hat on. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of nudity for you. There's there's a lot going on here for there's, you. There's well, there's nudity, but it's in all the wrong places. <laughs> okay. oh, that's perfect. I love it. Uh, all right, it's so nudity, it's nude, but it's not someone you want to see nude. Right. Hey, also, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I wish you would cover up a little bit. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I, I wish think... this song were more clothed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put a shirt on my speaker when this song is playing, just to sort of muffle that sound a little bit. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much for being on our cast today. We really appreciate it. Um, You're so welcome. What, it was an what do you have going delight. on? What do you have to plug? Oh, uh, well, Mob Psycho 100 is now airing on Toonami oh, uh, Saturday nights exciting. at 11.30 Eastern Time. Yeah. Um, so check that out. Mob Psycho, honestly, for those of you who've not seen it, I used to love anime a lot, and then I kind of fell off the train, and I saw Mob Psycho, and it is a goddamn delight. It brought me full force back on, uh, and I absolutely adore it. Uh, it's super cool, and I was so pleased uh, to to read your credits and find out that that you were the guy I was listening to. So, again, oh, Kyle, thank you. It's been a joy, and uh, we'd love to have you back on sometime. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a pleasure. All right. See you later, man. Yeah. See ya. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Hey, Evan. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to jump right into the next one. <laughs> oh, boy. How you been feel? Uh, still. Uh, well, actually, I'm totally different than the last week's commercial. I really? Feel I was, was I okay last time? I think you were. Well, I think I'm, I was one with generalized anxiety. And I'm real rough this time. Oh, no. Now I feel good. I've had some great yeah. sleep. My teeth don't hurt anymore when I wake My up. My teeth are backwards. <laughs> oh, My no. molars are in front. My incisors and bicuspids are in the back. <laughs> so they're not so it makes just it super around. hard. They've all just switched <laughs> well, places. They, they completely flipped around. So they switch places and they're upside down. They played heads up seven up while yeah, you're sleeping. So I can't like when I talk, I can't bring my 
teeth together. I have to keep my tongue in between them. Otherwise, it hurts because my roots are on the outside. Right. I'm in constant pain, and I can't right. sleep. Right. How do they actually connect into your gums? Oh, they're just hammered in there. <laughs> okay. And this, did you do this, or? I was cursed. Oh, by whom? A witch. Oh, no. It's the Halloween season, seeing as it's <laughs> November 25th. It's still autumn. It's or something. I consider it Halloween until basically Christmas. This is the Thanksgiving season, actually. I think we're... I was cursed by a turkey witch. A turkey witch! Oh, no! <laughs> what did the turkey witch do? <laughs> she got me. Was it a she turkey dressed as a witch or a witch dressed as a turkey? What was more prominent? Uh, half, it's, I couldn't tell. Half and half straight horizontal? So, yeah, <laughs> like Harvey Dent? Everything was backwards and inside out. Oh, no! It was Inside Out Boy from Nickelodeon. But he was delicious. Oh, you ate the turkey witch? Yeah, that's how you get cursed. Wait, was it a boy or a girl? It was a boy. Ooh, can a witch be a boy? I thought it was a warlock if it was a... You can be any fucking thing you want. That's true. You know what? You're right. Good life lesson. You can be any fucking thing you want. <laughs> a turkey witch? Sure, make it up. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of competition. That's true. You know, I've always found myself attracted to the character that everybody hates because no one else will love them. <laughs> any show. Such as... Uh, Krillin. I love Krillin. I love Krillin. He's boy. the strongest human alive. <laughs> Which is meaningless. I feel like we've talked about this before, but <laughs> Krillin really? has always been my favorite too, because he just he just shows up to get the shit beat out of him <laughs> yeah. to show how tough the enemy is. Yes, exactly. And He's the litmus test of the Dragon Ball universe. He is the strongest human ever. Which sucks. Yeah. I know. It's great. It's just like putting us in our place yeah. at the beginning of the show. <laughs> like, you guys just, just sit, sit on the sidelines. Yeah. Like, they had a very universal, not globalist, but universalist view of the world. Like, you may be the best human in the world but fuck off because yeah, it doesn't matter great. like you weren't a, i mean you might have been a antagonist to goku back in the day when they right. were like children right. but he has way surpassed you because he's got a little tail <laughs> that's very important uh yeah I hey. like the, in the dragon ball thing one of the things in the dragon ball canon i love is like you'll be like panning across a crowd like a shocked crowd and yeah. then there'll just be like a fox person there right. <laughs> like for no fucking reason <laughs> like that's i love this anime called gintama it's about what if the, uh, instead of the Americans, instead of Admiral Perry coming to Japan mm -hmm. and opening it up, aliens landed in Japan and opened it up uh, during that era of J Japanese history. So the aliens are called Amanto and they're all like animal creatures, right? Mm -hmm. They're animal, sentient animal things. But after the first maybe seven episodes, they decide it's not interesting anymore and the Amanto appear maybe once a season and it just becomes like, what if Japan was sci-fi in the Edo period? It's like, so, it's real bizarre. So they just like expand and attack Korea again oh, yeah. and There's... take over China and like Manchuria. <laughs> the thing is, and you then, never like... see the rest of the world. I want to see what Korea and Manchuria are doing once like, they know that aliens exist. I mean, Japan is belligerent when it gets the upper hand. This, yeah, this Like, true. historically. Oh, okay. All right. How so? Uh, it attacked Korea twice. <laughs> like, whenever it gets a chance, it goes after Korea. How'd it go? Not great. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, granted, they had... They had their reasons in World War Two, but mm -hmm. that's that's good. That would be like a podcast in and of itself. Dan Carlin does a really good podcast. Is on that uh, what's your uh, hidden history? Hard, hardcore history. Hardcore yeah. history. He, does, yeah. he, he started a podcast series on. So instead of me going into it, why don't you guys? Are we up? advertising? Yeah, Dan Carlin is a great. <laughs> it's a great. If you like history, Dan Carlin's a lot of fun. But what we should be advertising for. <laughs> It's All Been Done Radio Hour, which is a modern, geeky, scripted comedy in the style of old-timey radio. It's performed the second Saturday of every month at Mad Lab Theater, and their upcoming December show is their annual holiday special. Universe Journey catches back up with Richard Kakei, and Packer and Ratcliffe face their toughest challenge yet with a song. 
Oh boy! Wackity schmackity do. Hacker and Ratcliffe. Uh, tickets, oh. <laughs> tickets are still available at madlab.net slash tickets. Details can be found at so it's all been done radiohour.com. Please subscribe to It's All Been Done Radio Hour, the podcast, and, and, and do some other stuff. What's up? Do several things. And buy our shirts. <laughs> That's our other thing. Here's the thing. Remember I complained maybe a month ago about how somebody else was opening for It's All Been Done? And I said, mm-hmm. why don't they ever invite us? Well, they invited us. And we're, st- we're not going to do it. <laughs> we're both too busy. But hey, It's All Been Done. Thanks, Thank you. guys. We feel like a respected and valued yes. part of your network. <laughs> um, what were you going to say? Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> and we're back with It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the podcast when we spin the wheel. It's time to spin that wheel. I love it when you say that. That's my favorite thing you do. Come on, everybody. Clickety, 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 clickety. Here we go. Here we go. Time to spin a wheel. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Actually, I think this is the first time if I had a million dollars is kind of just not like I would invest it, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so how would the narrator spend a million dollars? That's what this wheel segment is. So... Well, how do you think uh, you're looking at me insane? How do I think the narrator would? I feel like, did you ever see the movie Creep Show, the anthology horror movie no. Creep Show? Well, there is. We the, talked about it like a month ago, though. The final. Final? S- the final scene. The final scene. In Creep Show. The final movie uh-huh. is about a, like, shut in, mm. a rich like miserly shut in uh-huh. and he's got like this like 1980s technology like panic room basically mm-hmm. and he's terrified of bugs okay so uh he's also an asshole okay because it's like a you know 80s horror morality play because right. it's like sort of a tales from the crypt vibe where you know everybody deserves what's coming to them or gets what's coming to them what they deserve right so uh, bugs keep coming in, and he keeps getting freaked out, and they're in his head, and then eventually, like he, I think that just gets eaten by bugs. But cool. like, it's like one of those like things. So I think the narrator of this, an arachnophobe, uh-huh. would create a spider-proof panic room, mm-hmm. which I think you could probably do for a million dollars. I, or it's like one of those like Darwin, dollars. one of those Darwin awards, because there was wasn't there the Darwin Award guy who was so afraid of bugs and like creepy crawlies that he got his apartment like airtight so nothing could get in and then he suffocated, suffocated. really like, like he farted himself to death or something oh my god yeah no i had not heard that and i don't think i ever read this i think someone just told me about it so yeah. it might be apocryphal that but. makes me think how does air get in my house how does air get in saker's house well when a man and a woman, woman love each other <laughs> uh-huh Keep going. I'm curious to hear how this pans out. You started it. Okay. When it, when two balloons love each other very much. Very good. They float near your window. Uh-huh. Pop, pop. And then that's how air gets in that's my how, house. That's how air is born. Fair enough. I like that. Um, I think, as I mentioned during the episode, I think we've hit an extinction level event here in this song. And so I think with a million dollars, I mean, now that we have a million dollars, I mean, what is he going to do with it? Who cares what he's going to do with it, right? So he's just like grabbing it in his little fishing net as mm. he's going down. You so he's going to build like a, he's like a Noah's Ark sort of situation. I here. mean, his, his, his little, uh, his life raft home, his he little rubber buy tube. a yacht. Yes. A little rubber tube. I mean, but he can't buy a yacht. So maybe here's what I'm hoping. So money would be worthless. Yeah, absolutely. So what would he do with a million dollars? Nothing. He would throw it overboard <laughs> because it would sink he, his raft. He would eat it, I think, probably. <laughs> How much nourishment could you get from Mun Mun? I don't know. 
a couple. Let's say, say he has a million dollars, but before he kills the spider. So he's prepping for the, he's a doomsday prepper. Okay. He's like, I'm going to kill the spider. Okay. The flood happened. Okay. It's going to flood. Right. Egon flood. So what's what, he going to do? Before what's he going to do before that? Uh, I think probably I like your idea of the arachnophobia panic room. I think that could be something he would do, but honestly, I think, oh boy, I don't know. Um, he might buy a bunch of, uh, maybe a better vacuum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his, his Hoover now has a spider in it. So he has to throw the whole damn thing away and buy a new vacuum. Right. Do you think he would like, uh, Right, so he's either he's doomsday prepping. So, but he's depre- is he prepping for the spider or for the flood? I think he's prepping for the spider apocalypse. Okay, Arach- arachnotopia. Arachnotopia, the most beautiful horses in the world. <laughs> no, it's a uh, darkest of the hillside thickets has a song called Arachnotopia. Really? He'll drop in a little clip right now. <laughs> For making me purchase a 99 cent song on iTunes. I can give it to you. I own it. No, it's fine. It's fine. I like to support the band. It's a great song. Yeah, it is. I heard loved hearing it just now. Um, So I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe he doesn't even. I don't think he realizes the flood is going to happen. He he does does realize. He knows for a fact it's going to happen. Yeah. So he's not scared of spiders. He's scared of what happens after he kills. He's scared of spiders, but he's also scared of what happens after. He He he, thinks spiders are. Fear is not a zero sum game, Saker. Yes. He's scared of spiders because he's scared of the flood. Yes. He's not scared of spiders. No, I think he's scared of spiders on their own. You think so? Oh, yeah. We talked about this. That's true. We're definitely not recording these segments out of order. Um, okay, well, I will just refer to our earlier segment to refresh my own memory on what the fuck you're talking about. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, but honestly, I think if he had it afterwards, uh, he would he would see if he could come upon a man with a yacht and see mm-hmm. if that man was still so obsessed with money that he could give him a million dollars to jump aboard his yacht and live there. So maybe he could use it for bartering for someone who is so money obsessed that he doesn't realize that money is now useless in this new society. Sounds good. Or you could just hire some people to kill whoever owns the yacht and take it. Yeah. Or just get on the yacht. I guess he could just get on the yacht. That doesn't really help with my what would he do with a million dollars. Well, he would exchange the money for goods, and then uh-huh. he would use the goods to barter his way onto the yacht. If he's like, not an idiot. If you have a paper clip, you trade it up. Have you ever heard of people doing that? The, the red paper clip? No. Going into a house? So tell, me, tell me a tale. Okay, there's a guy, and he had a red paper clip. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book on it because he traded the paperclip for like a marble. And then he traded the marble for like a Sharpie. And they traded the Sharpie for, and he kept trading up until he got a house, I think is the thing. So he traded a red paperclip for a house, right? It's, it's fucking bullshit prosperity <laughs> gospel. <laughs> Like he that's got not a, how it fucking works. He and got a fucking like yacht eventually, and he traded it for somehow or something like that. What yeah. a fundamentally classist way to like go about <laughs> looking at shit. If you put poor in people just don't work. have enough yeah. gumption to get out of their situation. Get up and go, poor people. Look what I God, did. Fucking yeah. Shit. He also had the free time to make a million trades, <laughs> and he didn't have to worry about his family's well being. Or yeah, fuck you, red paper clip guy. Yeah, you is this is this a true story or is it just something he made? I up? think it's a true story. That's bullshit. Uh, hang on one sec. Okay, yeah. So One Red Paper Clip is a website created by Canadian blogger 
<laughs> every time I see the word Canada, Kyle McDonald, who bartered his way from a single red paperclip to a house and a series of 14 online trades over the course of a year. That makes no sense. 14 trades. Holy shit. I find that not only improbable, but implausible. Oh my God. All right. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Paperclip to fish-shaped pen. Fish-shaped pen to hand-sculpted doorknob. Doorknob to camp stove. Camp stove to Honda generator. Honda generator to... What the fuck? In November 16, 2005, he traveled to Massbeth, Queens, and traded the generator for an instant party, which is an empty keg, an IOU for filling the keg with the beer of the bearer's choice, and a neon Budweiser sign. I don't know what that means. It's instant party. Then he traded the party to for a ski-doo. Okay, that's a leap to me. Yeah. An empty keg with an IOU. Somebody was trying to get to draft off of his fame that he was getting from this. Oh, it was a Quebec comedian and radio personality. Mm -hmm. So also, you can't do it without pulling in favors, yes. right? Uh, he traded the snowmobile for a two-person trip to British Columbia. He traded the second spot on his trip. Oh, so he kept one for a box truck. He traded the box truck for a recording contract. Recording contract for a year's rent. A year's rent for one afternoon with Alice Cooper. Afternoon with Cooper for a kiss snow globe. A kiss snow globe for a role in the film Donna on Demand. Wait, a kiss? So this is all bullshit. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, he's doing it, but he's doing it from a position of extreme privilege. And yes. like, it's and like the person who went on like... Was it Indiegogo or something to make potato... Uh, oh, the potato salad. Potato salad. Yeah. yeah where, where everyone's like, yeah, this is really fucking funny. Let's make yeah. this guy's day. But I mean, he actually turned out to be a good person because he donated all the money right, away. Right, right, right. Yeah. So this guy's just an asshole. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And then he traded the movie role for a two-story farmhouse. Yeah. He also called in like Corbin Bernstein. Bernson gave him the movie role. Like, so people were drafting at this point, right? Nobody else could do this because they'd have to... I mean, other, other rich, famous people could do it probably. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. All right. Where did we come from with this? Ah, red paper clip. Oh, what? This guy's going to... Oh, yeah. A million dollars trading gonna, for the He's going to trade for a red paper <laughs> clip. All right. Great. I don't think we solved anything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now's the time in the show when we answer a piece of bare naked mail from you. Uh, our email address, if you want to get an email on the show, is it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Com. So, uh, this next question that we have uh, comes from our friend Emma. Mima. Emma asked the following <clears throat> If you could do it all over again, what BNL song would you walk down the aisle to? That's a great question. So, <laughs> you have to have a Vernicon <laughs> Lady song <laughs> that you walk down the aisle to at your wedding. Oh my goodness. I think I walked down the aisle at my wedding. We just kind of like. Hung out. It was like okay, a shotgun wedding. Evan, not so a shotgun wedding. It was like a, it was like a sudden. It was a sudden wedding. Your I mean, partner was, got pregnant, and you a, had to fucking get to it. <laughs> it was a, it was a sudden wedding. Uh huh. Oh, that's right. You've told me this story. Yeah. You had the resources. You had the venue was open, and you had a fucking connection. You traded a red paper clip that's for right. a wedding I, venue. I'm not saying I'm not privileged. I mean, <laughs> we didn't really even want the recept reception, but we. I mean, we had the connections to do it, so we had the privilege to get right. an actual wedding, but we didn't need it. Okay, so you didn't need a wedding so you was, just took it because mm, why not i'd yeah, love a wedding well my mom was pretty insistent on us having a at least a ceremony and i didn't get invited uh, I because didn't, i did didn't not know, know you, you. <laughs> <laughs> which pisses me you off know my partner knew you, knew you so why didn't why didn't he invite noted <laughs> acquaintance <laughs> saker to your wedding famous acquaintance famously acquainted famous 
acquaintance, saker, uh, and friend to none. Can we call your known partner? by all? Can we call your partner right now and see? I don't have my phone. I have my phone. I don't want to call your partner. He's probably uh, pretty busy. He's taking care of the boy. Okay, I'm trying to. Well, where did this come from? Do you, where, where, uh, so what? Oh, what, what song I'm gonna walk down? Yeah, the what's to? the aisle song that you got? Oh, Badibu. I'm gonna say. I mean, I'm trying to go silly or serial. Right. Hmm. Uh, I think mine. Oh boy, no. I, I think I, I I think about a lot of Bare Naked Lady songs, and I think like, oh, that's a sweet song. Like I just looked up the lyrics to Call what and Answer. What a sweet song! What a male song! What a song! <laughs> and I was like, song. oh, Call and Answer is a sweet song, isn't it? Because we haven't covered it yet, so I haven't listened to it fifty times. But I'm like, mm-hmm. oh no, I forgot. You only th- you think I only think about you when we're both in the same room. You think I'm out here only to witness the yeah. remains of love exhumed. So you can't like, you can't like pick a serial song from them because those serial ones are always Steve being kind of bad at the moment. Right. Yeah, that's true. Like it's always true. sort of self-deprecating, self-hating narrator. Could it be Stephen Page? Could it barn. be it's all been done? Could you walk down to something tongue in cheek like It's like your fourth wedding. We've known each other. We've we've I feel like I've always known you. I feel like I knew you in the West. I feel like I knew you before the that's fall a, of I Rome. I mean, that's a nice one. That's a good right. one. It's all been done is a is a would be a perennial classic. I don't think you could go wrong with that. <gasps> Because our souls are old, we belong together. Like yeah. our souls have known each other. So. That doesn't fit me. Is that what yours would be? No, mine would be King of Bedside Manor. <laughs> mine would be also from Bones Gordon. Whip, ding. Mine would be be my Yoko Ono. Be me. Oh, I want you to. I want to die. I want to be murdered. <laughs> I want to die. And I want you to go on a successful career without me. Okay, I can do that. Apropos of nothing, uh, I will kill you. Um, but first, we got to finish this epo. Brian Wilpin. So wait, yours is really King of Bedside Manor. That's just my favorite BNL song. It's about song. a fucking Lothario who is a misogynist mm. piece of shit. No, it would be uh, Vanishing. Always Vanishing. <laughs> Vanishing's my favorite BNL song. That's unbelievable to me. Although my favorite BNL song is about a creep fucking weirdo, so I guess I can't. I'm a creep. Oh, right. Now's the time in the show when we ask you to leave us an iTunes review. Last week... Nobody left us reviews from other podcasts. <laughs> it's not that we're recording these the exact same session. We just haven't seen them yet. In the, so, in the minutes between the last recording and this one, no one has left us a review. Space between. That's my best Dave Matthews. What'd you think? Mm, I us, hear he's a real nice guy. Leave us a review about Dave Matthews on our iTunes. Please. <laughs> Please. I want to know what you think about Dave Matthews. Yes. Whatever you think about Dave Matthews, that's what we need to understand yeah. right now. So we're not please. doing a Dave Matthews podcast, but that doesn't mean we're not interested in Dave Matthews. What would be a great name for a DMB cast? Mm-hmm. Um, DMB Z. DMBZ. <laughs> uh, how about a, a spend a day at the DMB? <laughs> oh, how about uh, uh, crash into P? <laughs> no, hold on. Crash into DMB is, I guess, easy. Uh, what's another good Dave Matthews song? Ants marching. Yeah, ants so marching. So we'll call it uh, the space between. Uh, uh, space between. So the space between. Uh, no, the pod space. <laughs> I got nothing. Ants casting. That's the name of my DMV podcast. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Great, thanks. T. Great question, Emma. Oh wait, we're on the <laughs> iTunes section. I forgot where we were. Anyway, leave us a uh, iTunes review uh, reviewing Dave Matthews Band, and we will read it out loud to you on your ears. Yep. You can, Saker will say anything you write. Uh, Egg Boy, we did it again. Leg Boy. <laughs> leg Boy, you are legs for days, I gotta say. Have you ever measured your legs? They are 42 feet, feet. wide. 42 hogsheads. <laughs> to the hectare. Jesus, wow. To the hectare. You know me. Goddamn. 
Uh, Evan, uh, I'm going to be sitting here until we record next. Uh, what do you have coming up? What do you want to pledge? Uh, well, I have dug, as you well know, mm, I your have own grave, digging my grave <laughs> throughout this podcast. Sure. So I'm just going to go lie in that and mm. hope that the end is quick and painful. <laughs> oh. Would you rather quick and painful or long and painless? Uh, depends on, on like. <laughs> What does long and painless entail? Like, uh, you are in a hospital bed wasting away. It doesn't hurt, but you have to see people crying and... But uh, I get a chance to say goodbye? Yeah. I suppose that? As opposed to a horrible car crash. I think... You die instantly. Yeah. But it's painful as hell. So it's not instant. So yeah, that's really fucking... There's not really much of a... <laughs> I think like, if I had to go, it would be... I'd want them to be like, okay, you got eight months to live. Okay. But when it comes, it's just going to come suddenly. So okay. you're gonna be fine until you do- just drop dead. Yeah, so you've got actually, the chance to you've got the chance to say goodbye. You have to do everything boy. you want to do, but then at any point in the next like year, you yeah. can just plop. I presented this as a oh, you gotta have one good thing. That, but no, quick and painful is bad. Period. Yeah. <laughs> slow and painless is great. Right. That's the way everybody wants to go. I hope I die slow and painlessly over the next 115 years. You're gonna make it. We're gonna make that a reality. We're gonna make it after next week.